0: What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Yo, peace.
1: I am Mega. This is the Mega Late Show podcast, Tokyo Hip Hop Art and Culture, episode number 125. This is an episode featuring our guy, Vinay Murthy. Peace, Vinay. Hello. Hold on, I'm going to do a pause watch. I haven't done that in a while. And also, my co host today, Lex
0: Caliber, back in the building. man.
1: We've been having a lot of fun conversations about semiotics and bullying people and getting bullied and stealing. But uh, now that we're back on mic, we're going to go ahead and get back on topic, which is usually when we have a person who is a musician, we talk about music and we share a lot of music. But today, since uh, my co-hosts and my guests do not uh, focus on creating music, I don't know if any of you guys make music or not, but we- we'll talk about music. But I also want to get into like some popular culture stuff and things like that um one thing that i did want to talk about is cancel culture Should we, yeah should i well let me let before we do that just to get you guys back up into speed if you didn't check part one of episode 125 uh let's give some descriptions of who you two people are lex you want to go first
0: yes i go by lex caliber uh also i go by alexander hunter my government name i'm an actor based in Tokyo. Uh, I've been living here for eight years. I've been acting for about five years. Uh, my most recent success was I ha- I'm a part of two shows on Amazon Prime. Um, they're available in like 125 countries worldwide. But Benza? Man, how did you know? Uh, it just pops up on my Facebook.
2: Okay. <laughs> I know I know
0: a bunch of those, those people. people. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a, a comedic series called The Benza, which is the cast is roughly half Japanese, half non-Japanese. Um, all the acting is done in Japanese, even with the mm-hmm. foreign cast. So we're, we're trying to show the Japanese productions that there are non-Japanese people here who can act in Japanese because oftentimes they will give us a role that is just the stupid foreigner who doesn't understand Japanese or Japanese culture and can't speak the language or none of that. And we're trying to change the narrative on that. So I'm a part of that on Amazon Prime and the Benza English, which is a spinoff of the Benza, which parodies NHK-style Japanese education for people who want to learn English. It's English education geared towards Japanese people, basically. Yeah. And that's, that's what we got going on right now.
1: And and I want you guys to go back and check out a recent episode that we focused prim- exclusively on on Lex. It was uh, Mega Late Show episode number 115, affectionately known as... Check my IMDb. Check that IMDb. Check that IMDb. Or peep peep that IMDb. Peep that IMDb. Yeah, IMDb. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's one of these things. And that also features my guy, Steve, Stephen McFever, who is a director, Shout an out. actor, and does a variety of things within that medium. So uh, check that out. That's a really fun one. We discuss some really cool things like what is uh, what constitutes
2: a black film. All right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So check that out. And then our guest today, Vinay, can you please tell us what you do and who you do it with?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm Vinay, I'm uh, from America, California, and I've been living in Japan for 19 fucking years, Uh, and I'm a voice actor and narrator, Uh, I do voice acting and narration for commercials, (laughs) educational (laughs) materials, uh, animation, video games, uh, uh, and I do some acting work on a couple shows, and... um, that kind of stuff. And I do comedy. Th- comedy right. is where I, you know, my mind lives creatively.
1: And and that's primarily why I brought him onto the podcast this week uh to talk about his experience with comedy. So, uh check out part 1 where we get into his thoughts about comedy and Tokyo and the intersection thereof. Um, yeah and also just uh, another public service announcement regarding the musical bed that you hear in the background this is brought to you by soul dope 95 he is an artist from the inland empire actually and uh one of my favorite beat makers right now you can find a link to his uh his instagram account in the show notes Uh, just tremendously really dope stuff in fact let me go ahead and be quiet for a minute and let this one rock Yeah, this is called Kickback, so it's like really chill. Lo-fi musics to stare into the abyss with. I don't like calling him a lo-fi artist because that whole chill, lo-fi beats to study shit to is not really his vibe. He's a little bit more up-tempo with a lot more variety than that, but you guys understand what I'm saying. So just check him out, man. This song is called Kickback, and uh, yes... Um, I wanted to talk about cancel culture, but let's start with a question. I don't know if I asked you this either, Lex. Um, rank the convenience stores, Family Mart, Lawson, 7-Eleven. Rank them <laughs> in terms of which you prefer. Like, if they're all on the corner, on the intersecting corners, which one do you go to? Uh,
2: Me? Yes,
1: both of you. Uh, Did I ask you this, Lex? No, nah, you didn't. Okay, can. yeah, let's do it. Let's do a. a
2: you're saying uh, 7-Eleven Family Mart Lawson? Yeah, ranked uh, them. 7-Eleven is my go-to, but I don't really know why. I think part of it is because my closest convenience store to my home. Well, there's a Lawson. Actually, the Lawson is closer, but I don't really like Lawson. Mm. I prefer 7-Eleven. So
1: it's going to go 7-Eleven Family Mart Lawson's for you? Probably, yeah. Okay. Is there but, a particular reason? You don't understand why? You don't know why? Is there an item
2: that you're like, I find 7-Eleven tends to have Decent Salad options mm. Which uh, Salad is terrible in Lawson Okay um,
1: Are you vegetarian?
2: I'm not a vegetarian I don't I These days I don't really eat Get junk food from convenience stores that often So if I were into the Chicken stuff Then 7-Eleven is probably the worst of the three Okay, but since I don't really eat that stuff, like Lawson's chicken and Family Mart chicken is good.
0: Okay, gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Lex? Well, that's a hard question to answer because I only go to convenience stores for two reasons: one, water, emergency water, and two, emergency food. Because when I'm when I'm out in the streets. I always got water with me. I got some snacks with me. You know, like today I, I brought my smoothie with me. Mm. So I'm always like I leave the house prepared if I'm gonna be gone for you know a substantial. Cause you're like a health
1: conscious type of guy. You're 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 building your physique. Yes. Exactly. There well, we not go. just
0: my physique, but I'm building my future. Mm,
1: there we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Me too, dog <laughs> Me too
1: I'm just using different building blocks Hey man, whatever materials yeah. you got But but go on, not to yeah. interrupt
0: you So I don't really I don't really go often Unless I'm in dire straits So When I go, I'll tell you exactly what I look for I look for hard boiled eggs I look <laughs> for uh, Unsalted nuts mm. With free Free of like oils and stuff and um, I also look for, there's one type of protein snack that, that isn't shit.
1: Right. Japan doesn't do well with those.
0: They don't do well with, with what they like to call health foods.
1: You're not getting calorie mates? Hell no. Have any of y'all tried that before? A I tried it mate?
0: once. And yeah. I'll tell you why I tried it once. Because I, when I was younger, I played Metal Gear Solid 3 on PlayStation 2, and you saw a calorie mate. In calorie that? mates are a prevalent health replenishing snack in the game, and I was like, sure. I, I didn't know they were real food. Then I came to Japan, I was like, they got Metal Gear food over here, <laughs> like, I got to get a taste. Uh,
1: and you were disappointed, like when you get the astronaut ice cream, like the powdered yeah. ice cream, or whatever.
0: It's like really a disappointment, yeah. It was, it tasted exactly how it looks, yeah. But I expected more because you know, Metal Gear is, you know, gotcha, yeah. So, emergency
1: water at a convenience store. Just to call it emergency water is like <laughs> frantically looking around like I'm all
2: I'm low on
0: water. I Man, like- that's it'd be like that though. Yeah. Because I, I, I travel generally... My, my experience with water is a little bit different than yours, I think. We might I've have never, a different relationship. Uh, I, I've
1: never been, like, stranded on a like an island where I needed emergency water. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. you're a healthy guy, man. You're all bulky and shit.
0: Well, yeah, man. I, I generally drink four to five liters a day. So Holy shit. I travel I with two. minimum one liter because my bottle's one liter in size. And... If I'm gonna be gone all day, then I'll just pack a two liter from home. I'll just fill it up at home and take it with me. But sometimes, you know, you can't prepare or whatever, something happens. Mm. So I gotta go just get something like that. Okay, bet. Now, so it's hard for me to rank them, but i would probably say
1: i don't want to hear your rankings anymore dog to yeah. be honest with you it's I just was like if you say, just get water it's like it's okay I they was got this antori water got got and Yeah, it's
0: fair and I, I go for the cheapest 2 liter they got if they got one that's under 100 yen, yeah. i'm like bet let me get I, that
1: you know i actually we used to ask this we used to ask this question to every guest i was going to say podcast. that was
2: probably
0: a very disappointing mm-hmm. answer for
2: for both of us for you we didn't give you we didn't give you those like strong opinions i, I all right craved. i can
1: see i can see why you both of you have this position. You've been here for 19 years, so the yeah. convenience stores have lost their luster to a degree, right? Yeah. And for you, if you're health conscious enough that you're not fucking with the family chicky, then it doesn't really fucking matter. Right. And that's where we get the oh. the really, like, um, aggressive opinions and these yeah. really, like,
2: fervent opinions about the convenience store
1: yeah. People are like, the best chicken comes from this section. And so, yeah. I got a uh, story yeah. for yeah. you. I
2: do, I do like karage kun which okay. is Lawson. Okay. Uh, 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 but also I forgot to mention Natural Loss, and I love
1: yeah. Natural <laughs> Loss is a whole. We there used to be the caveat that we do not include
0: that in the gotcha. ranking because I think that's like fair. A, yeah, because it, it, throw, it
1: throws it throws a whole metric off. It it throws
0: everything off. But yo, speaking of Family Chicken, I did a commercial for Family Mart like two two and a half years ago, and so I got the initial payment for that, but also. They wanted to strike a deal with all of the people who did the project. If you put family chicken on your social media, they'll give you a hundred free family chickens. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I did. I turned that shit down.
1: I feel like you have to do that as a black man. (laughs) <laughs> i would just feel like if I saw that I'd be like, "Oh, word, dog I fuck with chicken too." Especially if I knew the deal, but at the same time I'd be like, "Yo, like, Come on, right. Man.
2: Right. People watching us." <laughs> but <Right>. but, <laughs> but I think his reasoning was different than yours. Well, was. yeah, the okay. reasoning,
0: well there's there's it it's kind of multi-layered reasoning, but the manager told me about the offer expecting me to accept it because everybody else was accepting it because mm-hmm. the job was a you know a bunch of buff dudes and they were like bodybuilders and physique competitors and stuff so they're like oh hell yeah let me get all that free chicken so everybody was accepting it and then it came to me and i was like first of all if you want me to put your shit on my social media like fuck you pay me money right. um, you know what i'm saying and it also has to be a product that i fuck with I don't fuck with family chicken. Okay. So therefore, integrity, if I took that deal. Integrity. Right. Then I would, I would be a sellout for not sticking to my morals. I get it, and I also don't eat family chicken. So, I'm like, uh, you know, matter of fact, I would be—it would be a problem if I had hundred family chickens you, in my fridge. Did you like, find out, out? Am I gonna do with You all could this have chicken? given them
1: to us, right? We could have had fifty family <laughs> chickens.
0: No, but how? Sorry, how did two they years do, before I met y'all. I'm sorry. Was, I was it didn't like have a, the foresight? Was it like a punch your, to your card? Your loved ones, you could have given them to yeah. your. Was it like a punch <laughs> card? No, nah, they it? were gonna send me a hundred family chickens just frozen, just a box. <laughs>
1: yo, I would have got it Just to just to have a box full of family chicken <laughs> what, what is that, yeah. worth like $100? Yeah, because they're about you know 100, 100 yen a something piece Something like that, right? like maybe 120 or something like this Yeah Okay.
0: And when you crunch the numbers, which I did at the time <laughs> I'm like, Family Mart got all this money right. They're going to basically pay me 100 bucks to give them free advertising You on only my had to do it Instagram. once? Instagram
1: or was it, like, time release?
0: No, nah, I think it was once, but they kind of want you to be like, you know, which one is your favorite family oh. favorite family chicken? And, you know, I mm. like the chicken herb because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to play that game. And, you know, while we're on the topic. It's real
1: gross, isn't it? Vinay and I over yeah. here like, oh, a yeah.
0: spectacle. And another thing that gets me on, like, Instagram, you'll get messages from people with, like, a sports clothing company or supplements or something, they're like, We want you to be a, 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 what, like a- An influencer? Not an influencer. We want you to be a rep for us. Sure. And the deal they try to spin you is they'll give you a discount to their products if you put their products on your Instagram. Right. So basically, what it boils down to is if you're the company, you want me to pay you for the privilege of advertising your shit on my page. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's all gross. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting.
0: And I refuse everyone. I don't respond yeah. anymore, but when I was new to the game and I thought they actually yeah. thought I was special, yeah. <laughs> I would respond. But it's like, nah, like I'll I'll do it if you give me some free stuff. Like exercise gear, sure, I exercise. Yeah. Bam. Easy. But they want me to pay them. But they'll like you get like thirty percent off for life or whatever. Mm. I was like, man, I'm not, to buy some shit that I didn't plan to buy anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's how they do, man. It's a dirty game. Enclosure of the commons. No, I don't think that relates to anything. That little Marxist phrase sounded <laughs> smart yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Sound of real fly. Cons, yeah, it doesn't really work out. But okay. Well, um, let, let's get let's talk about some more things. Let me ask you a few questions um, about comedy. <laughs> yeah. Give me a like a top five personal favorites. Uh, Past, present. Some of your
2: favorites. My favorite of all time is Louis C.K. Uh, we're gonna That's segue a bold this. Choice these We're gonna days. segue
1: this right into cancel culture, right <laughs> after this 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 question. But yeah, Louis C.K. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm you know, obviously, you know, the past couple of years have, have been uh, he's
1: going through some things. Been yeah, a little bit rough. Yeah, uh, he's going through but you know, he's I would a say, funny. He's a comedian. All time. Yeah, he's,
2: he's he's great. He, I would say he was. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone better. Mm. Uh, but Chappelle comes close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love Chappelle um, it's Such a hard question man sure.
1: uh, uh, Re- Really I don't want you to I just rifle off some of your favorites It don't gotta be 5 It right, could be right, right. 15 or it could be 3
2: Yeah uh, I like Jim Gaffigan who I mentioned uh, He's been to Tokyo a couple times seen his shows here and they're really funny um, uh, I love Chris Rock uh i love uh there's this guy called todd barry i don't know if you know him doesn't sound familiar um he's not like super famous but uh but i enjoy his stuff i used to see him when i lived in new york and he's he's known in like the comedy community Mm -hmm. in america um and comedy fans like know him um uh yeah there's a few if i think of more i'll mention okay sure i mean
1: it's not all that important i just kind of wanted to get a a feel of some of the comedians and things that you find funny were but yeah it's weird because like uh,
2: i i don't like i never particularly feel like the comedians i like are similar to m- what i try to do or what i end up doing mm. or whatever it's just oh yeah i like that guy's funny or sure yeah, okay funny. I, yeah
1: yeah i mean um i like all of those comedians except for the one that you mentioned that i don't know of but you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of chappelle i like his uh Killing them softly. I remember yeah. when that debuted. Ooh. That's like, that might be my favorite all time um, stand up special. But uh, to, to bring it back, the, the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about cancel culture um, with you in particular is because uh, comedians have been uh, pointed at a lot in social media for things that are deemed uh, inappropriate, not PC. And so I guess it kind of ties in with cancel culture to a degree because mm-hmm. uh, based on some of the jokes that they've done or some of the things that people feel are insensitive, um, people are like, yo, this person sucks. We should cancel them. And of course, there's a you know, varying degrees like there's it, it's as simple as somebody calling people like being uh, somewhat homophobic with with some of their language, like calling people, you know, f- the F word mm-hmm. or or it's also to a degree of like what Louis C.K., you um, I guess not allegedly did, but Louis C.K. did, uh, which is like a power harassment type of sexual harassment. And also there's like Aziz Ansari, who had kind of a shitty date and type of thing. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, but there's like this this cultural hegemony um, of. PC culture that is more pervasive than it has been in a long time. And now, it, unlike in the you know 60s and 70s where it was kind of the conservative right that was like, you can't say this word, this word, Beavis and Butthead can't say fire, now it's coming from the more like deemed progressive and, and liberal um, elements of American culture. And it's, it's strange to me, and I, I mean, I have opinions about it, but it, I hear a lot of comedians, who are like i can't even do comedy at a college now yeah um and at one point it's like well tell different jokes at another one it's like find different venues where you're allowed to do that and at another point it's like you who are offended don't watch this type of thing right you know it's a free speech thing it's also a decorum type of thing like how you want to conduct yourself and And it is such a spectrum because some of the jokes are straight up like homophobic type of jokes and some of them have more nuance. But now it seems to be the cancel culture is very quick to point a finger at what is deemed acceptable and what's not. What are both of yours after this like two minute rant here? (laughs) What are both of your opinions on this? Let's try to unpackage this some and figure out where we stand on these type of things. And and why don't you go first, Vinay, because you are a comedian.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I I I think about this stuff a lot. Uh, You know, it's always a, a bad moment when someone you really like gets put in the spotlight for something either that they something bad that they did or
1: allegedly did
2: or like you know like a a a joke that was taken in a way other than it was intended or something um and i feel like there's there's such a wide spectrum of what is what is involved in cancel culture and the things that were initially inspiring pc culture i remember in the 90s when pc first became really a big buzzword right um that stuff was happening for really good reasons it was in order to stop you know minimizing uh people's experiences who might be you know people of color or uh different sexual orientation marginalized people um and that's important and you know and and i feel like that's really still what the main real part of pc is today but uh because uh because the internet <laughs> yeah uh like and twitter especially um like it's so those those cancel hashtag cancel blah 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 voices are so loud and so noisy that they tend to get overblown like there are a few people who are way too quick to pass judgment and to uh, and to call for someone's cancellation mm-hmm. or canceling, uh, but they get so much more kind of cultural airtime than they than they would have in the previous era. So it feels like they have more of a presence than I think they actually do. Um, and then on the other hand, I think that some people deserve to see repercussions for their misbehavior. Indeed, um, I feel like. Comedians who get called out for uh, for jokes that approach a taboo subject uh, should not worry about it. <laughs> if it's that much makes right? sense. Like, just, like, ignore it, or... Uh, every time someone comes out and tries to apologize for something, like, 99% of the time, it doesn't work. mm mm-hmm. um, and I've never seen anyone just come out and be honest. Well, what's his name?
1: Brian Callen recently just like universally. Well, I guess that's a whole different thing, actually. Yeah. The Brian Callen thing, because he was accused of uh, sexual misconduct, um, sexual assault, I suppose, um, like 20 years ago. And then so they came out and he's just like, unlike a lot of the other people, he came out and was like, no, I you know absolutely did not do this this is wrong this is a lie this is defamation of my character people that know me no i don't do that type of stuff but usually it's kind of like be quiet about it don't really parse out the what what's happening and and shut the fuck up and hope that it passes or they face repercussions by some of the power structures that they operate under so their shows get taken away um, f- or their deals get taken away from Netflix, or for wherever they're at, or they'll lose the ability to perform at colleges or certain colleges. But yeah, it's it's strange.
0: I think Kevin Hart handled his stuff pretty well. I didn't think so. I thought he handled. You it didn't think, poorly. think so. <laughs> <laughs> He
1: went on like a, I, I don't know. He he went to like every radio station. And like started. He's like, I'm not going to apologize, and then he went on to apologize. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm talking yeah. about the cheating stuff, not the. Oh, like, oh I was talking yeah, about the, the Oscar, the Oscar thing, right, oh, okay. right? Right? I mean, I'm yeah, sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't specify you know. what I was I mean, yeah, referring been to, in but the light, so. with the cheating stuff, from what I saw, because I didn't, I don't follow every oh. every move he makes, but the stuff I did see, he just addressed it, and he kind he talked about yeah. it, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe we need to maybe we need to like, because cancel culture is a whole thing, like people. Like Amy Cooper, who called the police on right. the guy in the Central Park. Like, that's a part of, like, they doxed her. They, they got her canceled, so to speak, for something she did. Maybe we need to kind of, like, pin down more of what we're talking about here. Because it's very wide spectrum. Yeah. But yeah. how about saying things as a comedian that you mm-hmm. think are funny, mm-hmm. but people are offended by, that could potentially have repercussions in your personal life uh, and, and your job? Is that is that refined enough that we can yeah. kind of talk about that more? Yeah, otherwise, sure. we're just going to get way right. off on the Because it, it was. Like, we're kind of all over the place right. with the idea. Because cancel culture also has to do with, like, it, it, in, in a way, it also has to do with if a job can cancel you for, like, fire you for something you did outside of work. This is, like, workers' rights. This is this is a whole thing. This is at-will work. That they're, and, and, and those things can be more nefarious if utilized by certain people. Segments of the capitalist market that affect real people in real ways that, while well-intentioned, are actually bad long-terms for people, regular working people. So to to refine it, saying shit that people are offended by. I've noticed myself trying to be more mindful of this. Like, I don't think that there's a big deal for me to use the Like, I don't say, I don't call people fag. But earlier, when I when I was framing the conversation, I didn't use the word mm-hmm. because it's potential that somebody would be offended by it, and I think that's what was clicking in my brain. But I mean, if I'm, you were
2: a a, a well known comedian and you said that on a podcast that people heard, right, that would be an issue.
1: It, even even if I'm just saying it to say that I don't say that exactly, it's a it's a yeah. thing. I mean, right? I
2: don't say the word ever. R- right
1: so like and and i uh, i'm i'm mindful enough to be careful with those type of things but as lex and i were talking about earlier i'm even mindful of using the term crazy now yeah because it's ableist and it you Mm -hmm. know there's a whole connotation of punching down with that type of humor so what do you guys think about the the space now is it is it to a degree that as a com uh, as a comic as a comedian, you have maybe your comedy doesn't even deal with that type of stuff in the first place.
2: It doesn't really, but I, I just feel like if you're and I'm not speaking for myself because I'm you know just a local Tokyo comic, but like if you're a comedian who's worth his salt, like you you have a comedic voice, you have comedic integrity you know what you're doing and you know why you're doing it and you know what you're trying to achieve. Uh, so as long as you know that you're fine, but what happens where it's, uh, you know, like you can have a joke where, you know, it might involve a, a, a taboo topic or a word, uh, but you know, you're approaching it from the right angle. Like, you know, you're not condoning, uh, racism or homophobia or whatever. Uh, in fact, you, the joke might be doing the opposite of that. It might be satirizing mm-hmm. racism or homophobia, um, but still, some people might misunderstand it sure. and get offended. Uh, uh,
1: another, if I could jump in, another issue is that everybody that has a voice, everybody has almost like a a soapbox on on. On social media now so people make these type of crude jokes and and they make it seem as though like i can do this it's fine if i do that because i'm a uh, am trying to be i'm trying to be funny you right. know what i mean like so well, like louis
2: ck is a good example before his uh issues with uh, sexual misconduct mm-hmm. um he was able to get away with more on stage than almost any other white comedian yeah, white. He has a he has comedian.
1: a joke where he he's talking about using the n word. Yeah, you know?
0: technically, I believe he's Mexican, but
2: Louis C.K. Yeah, I, he, he yeah. Well, I thought he was like a.
1: I thought he was like a. You know, it's it's weird because his
2: dad is Hungarian from Mexico, <laughs> and his mom is white from America, and he lived his first few years in Mexico. Okay. So, but any rate, he he presents as white. Right. right. Yes.
0: Yes. Very much so. Um I
1: had uh, no idea about that. I thought he was just like an Irish redhead type of guy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, so he he would do these things and he would say these, you know, words that m- normally people can't say on stage, mm. especially if you're white, white straight male. Um N-word, the F-word for gay people and and it was okay when he did it. And the reason is he's so good at what he does that the whole audience understands where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. So they know that, uh, although I do think that you maybe couldn't do those bits now. <laughs> you know what I mean? The culture has changed mm-hmm. a bit in the past, like two years. Has, even. has
1: South Park um, pulled it back some? I don't think so. Probably not. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that's where you see a lot of this kind of toxic, um, Co- comedic style coming from a, a lot of these kids on online playing video games and these guys in you know um, web forums and all over the place now even even in you know the YouTube Facebook comments thing. yeah YouTube yeah. comments they they all write like they're Eric Cartman yeah you know right, and like right. that's the humor of it like they're 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 trying to joke about something that's so edgy because they think it's it's funny yeah but they're not comedians and and they don't have that soapbox so it just comes across as toxic. And, yeah. and uh, that segment of the population that it really fucking sucks.
0: Yeah. So I think it was Patrice O'Neill that said both good jokes and bad jokes come from the same place. And you don't know if it's going to be good or bad until you try them out. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they sink. Sometimes they swim. and And a joke could be bad. But if you refine it and practice it, it can become a great joke. So you, you have to be able to make the attempt right. because a lot of jokes aren't funny on the first try. you got to work it out. C- comedians. That's
2: though. why Chappelle bans phones from his shows. Right. Uh, and that's why it sucks when a comedian is, you know, just working a new set in a club and someone records it and puts it on the Internet. Right. And then uh, it's not right. fair to judge them in that context.
1: It. Oh, man, a gnat got in here. But it's it's like I feel I feel like in this in this regard, comedians have they should have the space to do that, whereas like I'm not so interested in some Internet kid that thinks calling people, you know, any any negative term has that same like would I, I i wouldn't allow it in the same way i think I, it's more gross it's a hackish type of thing i agree
2: with you but i also think there are comedians who who are doing the jokes in the quote wrong way like where they're coming at it from a punching down perspective or from a you know belittling mm-hmm. perspective or even promoting you know toxic ideas there are comedians who do that sure. A lot of times you see in in open mic nights a lot of beginner comedians are kind of somewhere in between a comedian and the uh, internet ranters that you're talking about uh and they you know because edginess causes an effect so it's an easy way to start uh when you when you're figuring out how to do comedy and i feel like an audience for the most part can tell when they're when they're approaching it the right way and the punishment is you don't get laughs uh like i i see comedians sometimes that i'm like upset by what they're doing on stage and so what i do is i don't laugh
0: (laughs) do you in japan do you have to do with heckling not really no it's quite rare i would imagine so
2: yeah
1: um, I, I did wanted to let let's go ahead. I mean, the cancel culture conversation can go on for a long time, but I think we touched on a, a few interesting things and it's good to just get our thoughts out um, in that regard. But let's, let's um let me ask you um, more about the groups, the, the group of people that you're working with performing comedy, what you're yeah. doing. And also uh, would you tell us a little bit about um, one of the main venues that you guys perform at? And maybe once things normalize, that would be the place to find you.
2: For sure, yeah. Uh, the main uh, stand-up group that I belong to in Tokyo is called Stand Up Tokyo. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, Stand Up Tokyo, and uh, also StandUpTokyo.com. Um, and that's kind of uh, the loose collection of all of the English-speaking stand-up comedians in Tokyo. I mean, pretty much all. Not There's a few... People, there's a few other smaller groups that do shows and but most people are in this one larger group too um
1: i think all of the comedians that we um that we've had on the podcast before alex uh, aziz uh, elizabeth were also involved in this
2: same for group sure of yeah people alex used to run that show when he lived in tokyo right run right. that group and uh yeah so we do a bunch of different shows but our main show you know in the before times was our uh, weekly show at uh, Good Heavens Pub in Shimokutazawa, so for I think about four years now we've been doing a show there every Wednesday, maybe three years, three, four years, every Wednesday, and that's our flagship show, it's a, it's a booked show, so it's not open mic, and you know, the comedians who perform there generally are, you know, people who've you refining know, the craft. Yeah, they've been doing open mic shows. They've been doing other shows that, and they've demonstrated that they can do a set. You know, and right. uh, but although they're, you know, the people who run the shows also try to bring in new people as as soon as they can when they feel like someone's ready to mm-hmm. make the leap. But anyways, that's our flagship show every Wednesday, and it's at Good Heavens Pub in Shimokitazawa, which is a British pub uh, that they also have lots of events there, and they've been a great home to our our group for the past few years. Uh, we do lots of shows there. In addition to the uh, weekly Wednesday show, there's also a uh, a lot of uh, international headliners will come and do a show uh, at Good Heavens, like Jim Gaffigan performed there, Tom Green performed there.
1: Has Hannibal Burris been there?
2: Hannibal Burris performed there. Uh, yeah, so it's a great place. Cool. And, and uh, they do a bunch of other events too.
1: I'm looking forward to things normalizing more because I still haven't been out there to um to see one of the shows yeah for whatever reason but i'd like to come check it out you know um, definitely it seems really dope all right word um let's i I wanted to do some music shares but let's talk a little bit about music before we get into it so what type of music are you into (laughs) pearl jam (laughs) (laughs) I, i don't Did we i don't know if pearl jam was on mic when we were recording earlier i think it was but yeah
2: i gotta be honest like i i i was in high school in the 90s i graduated high school in '94 so that's my era that grunge era and i always feel like most people seem to be most nostalgic for the music that was popular when they were in high school but i don't have that at all like Hmm. i did like even nirvana i can like even nirvana i can like uh objectively objectively tell that they're a good band but they don't do much for me and the whole grunge thing i wasn't interested in for me i was much more imprinted by music in the 80s When I was a little kid, the stuff that was big in the '80s is what's more imprinted in my nostalgia brain.
1: So, are you just not like a a big music fan? You don't like use it every day to regulate your moods, or what what do you listen
2: to? I'm super into music, and it's always been a huge part of my life. But I'm weird in that recent years, I don't get any new music, and I don't spend a lot of time listening to music. But I, I'm always have music in my head hmm
1: so who do you like
2: who do i like um steely dan no nah, i mean steely. i like they're all right but yeah uh i i love who do i like my favorite band is the pogues okay <laughs> uh, great band yeah uh love them what kind of music do they do they indie indie rockish no 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 no. it's uh they uh, they're not good with the genres (laughs) it's like irish traditional mixed with punk
0: okay i i can kind (laughs) of i can kind of
2: envision that um which sounds kind of horrible when you say it like that but it's actually here's the thing it's like i feel like when a band is really good they transcend their genre
1: is this them? No. This, this is
2: probably be. their most famous song.
1: Fairy Tale of New York.
2: Yeah. It kind of starts very slow and then it gets good about and a minute in. <laughs> really
1: be a <laughs> <laughs> what did your parents listen to growing up? Because <laughs> they weren't listening to this, right?
2: No. Uh, they. What did? They listen to oldies, like what oldies meant when I was a kid, which is like music from the 50s and 60s, uh, and Indian music. Okay. Uh, but then when I was at like junior high age, I started getting into like older music and old music, rock from the 50s and 60s, and and soul and R and B from the 60s and 70s. And when I started getting into that, my parents stopped listening to it. Like my dad loved Elvis and the Beatles. And then I became a huge fan of the Beatles and Elvis, and my dad stopped liking them. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: He's like, he's getting a little too much out of these strawberry fields. Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Okay.
2: I feel like, yeah, I don't know if it was a deliberate, like... Can't like the same thing I like. Oh man,
1: <laughs> the original hipsters. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> oh, now that it's popular, I'm an yeah. I
1: get like that sometimes. Sometimes when things get too popular, I'm like, man. You got to catch yourself sometimes it. too.
0: You're like, do yeah. I not like it because it's popular, yeah. or because it just doesn't vibe with me? You gotta got to have that like, conversation. I've sometimes had this with conversation yeah. with myself a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, Like,
1: I don't know. I don't like things when get Mc, when things get like McDonaldized, um, and in a way. So, like, usually when something reaches, like, a pop cultural, like, level, I'm already, like, ugh, it's kind of gross now.
2: Like yeah. Game of Thrones.
1: I mean, I wasn't into Game of Thrones before, but, like, yeah, that became, like, a whole thing. And, like, I, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but uh, I think a better example is just, like, I don't know, um, like, Open Mike Eagle, right? Yeah. He ended up on, like, Comedy Central and I thought it was kind of dope. But then, like, I, when I scroll through, like, his timeline on Twitter or whatever, I see people who are fans of him, and it grosses me out. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, 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 there's, like, an Aesop Rock subreddit, and every single person in that group basically grosses me out. <laughs> it makes me want to be like, ugh. Like I, I am I'm so sad to be associated with this yeah. if people right. were to, to say like it, even the word hip hop, when I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a hip hop podcast, I, I think generally when people think about hip hop culture, they're thinking about it in the cultural space of Cardi B and right, Jay zs right, and right, things. Right. But for me it's very much a different experience and my yeah. view of the culture comes from a it's informed from a entirely different subculture within that general umbrella. So I'm yeah. just kind of I am very much hipster in that regard, or at least how that term's been, how that's been used to associate hipsters with them, so.
0: I had yeah. a, a similar experience a couple years ago, mm-hmm. cause Logic released that the Suicide Hotline song. Yeah. And when the album came out on Spotify, I listened to it before he had made that a single, okay. like before like the video and all that stuff. And I fucked with it on the album cause I like kind of like the groove on the song. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was one of the songs I like most, on, I liked most on that album. And then it became a single, and it started getting all this buzz, and it was on like the MTV Music yeah. Awards or Grammys or whatever it was, and it started getting played a lot, and I started to like kind of mm. get those those contrarian feelings, yeah. like you know, I, I do
1: that with almost like songs that people love. I tend to end up hating after a while. Yeah, like there's there's few that are just like always good, like bohemian rhapsody you're not going to hate on that mm-hmm, but yeah like a song like black streets no diggity <laughs> i just when i when that song comes on i'm just like yuck i'm so tired and you enjoy it so i i'm disappointed in you. <laughs> and Look. i do that with like even film like I, I was a comic book reader in the 90s before that whole bubble pop or whatever and mm-hmm. i've been reading comic books almost my entire life and now that marvel comic books is owned by disney and it's the biggest pop cultural thing like yeah. There's a part of me that just dislikes being a comic book fan. It's now. like
0: they're they're taking yeah. your shit. Yeah, they're stealing your stilo.
1: I, I don't know. It's something just different about it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like a when when you know, mainstream culture is always downstream from subcultures, mm-hmm. and and the way that you know that that kind of relationship works is it's just the nature of the thing. But uh, I don't know. I before before I used to see somebody in like a a, a Deadpool shirt. And it's like that person didn't get that from Walmart. Yeah. So I'd be like, Oh right. man, I was like, yeah. Oh, that's a dope Deadpool shirt. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I like Deadpool. What's your favorite comic book? Run? Oh, I like the Joe Kelly shit. And it's like, okay, boom. But yeah. now it's just like, you go to Walmart, you get a Tupac shirt. And if yeah. you go to Walmart and see a Tupac shirt, you should steal that shirt. You know what I mean? It's just like a weird yeah. thing to me.
2: I, I feel like I kind of relate to that in the sense that, um, I think from a pretty young age, like junior high, high school, I was already very aware of wanting to create my own particular identity. So the stuff I gravitated to was stuff that I knew would never be mainstream popular like well I mean I'm using mainstream in a in a sort of general sense. Like the Pogues will never be a household band, you know what right. I mean? And that makes that makes me feel like i can like solidify my identity more
1: genuine or authentic type of attachment to it that's separate from like this cultural hegemony of people telling you that it's good or although it wasn't it it
2: wasn't intellectualized that way at the time at the time i just i heard the music and i loved it right but i do get off on the fact that it's like something that only some people know about you know Mm.
1: (laughs) so we were gonna I, i don't know if we really have the time for it but we were gonna do um some musical shares today about songs that we thought were kind of funny. What What were you guys yeah. like? Uh, let's listen. Let's, let's not do it. <laughs> let's not do a musical share today. But what what, what kind of stuff were you guys going to share? Like what What is funny in music?
0: Right. I think I heard somebody say. I think it was a a rapper said that a lot of the best rappers have great senses of humor. I forget who said that, but they said it. I mean Wu Tang is hilarious. Yeah, Love yeah, Wu Tang yeah, is great, and and I they're thought about like that. I, I they're like basically
2: with, like, comedians, the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs>
0: Cream, I, I mean, Cream is one of the funniest we, songs we, we, I ever. We heard. were
1: making, we were making. Oh, I, I was making a comparison between performative comedy and performative rap, mm-hmm. and I think that there really is an intersection there. And a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of it, you know. When you get up on the stage, you don't just get up there, stand, the music comes on, and you rap the verse. Like, you get up there, you, you work the crowd, you make insights into topical things happening, yeah. people in the crowd. You are a master of ceremony. And essentially, when you are a comedian, you kind of do the same thing. You try to get control of the audience and bring to them your art, which is making them laugh in yeah. comedy versus, you know, the musical experience. So yeah. I think that they're very – I think that – comedy is probably more closely related to hip hop music than any other, um, any other music because like you are fashioning language in a way to convey a message and get a response for that. Whereas like you sing lyrics and it's like, you do that, but rapping is very much more uh, verbose and verbal and utilizing language in different ways. Like the timing of, of laying a bar out and saying something, even in battle rap is very theatrical whereas it's not a skill that you learn to do through music theory right is that does that make sense to you guys yeah 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 100 percent. yeah, 100%. So yeah I, I fuck with it
2: you have that uh poster on your wall of uh, coffee and cigarettes so that's like the Rizza talking to bill murray and it's a natural fit right yeah and but but bill murray's being very bill murray and the riz is being very the rizzo but because the RZA is already kind of like a comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean the way like I what you doing here, Bill Murray. Yeah, Groundhog's doing? Day, <laughs> Ghostbusting Groundhog's Day ass, ass Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, like, and and I think what I think that that scene was uh, improv, right? I don't think yeah. that that was. Um, have you seen that movie before?
0: Unfortunately, no. But it's not that I great. Need, yeah. <laughs>
1: like in in my personal like opinion, I only like a few scenes from that. Yeah. But it's an art film basically it's like an art an artsy type of film right it's not something that was ever supposed to play on uh you know tbs but but that scene is great like coffee and cigarettes i'd say
2: there's about three really good scenes in the movie and that's one of them
1: one of them and who's the other one with tom waits is okay his his scene is okay
2: the roberto benigni steven wright one is yeah yeah that's good and the uh steve coogan and uh Alfred Molina one is okay oh, man I haven't seen that <laughs> I haven't
1: seen that in such a long time but that was who's that a link ladder
2: Jar- Jarmush
1: Jim Jarmush right right okay uh, I get them mixed up a lot of times but yeah I mean instead of music how about film let's talk about film what uh <laughs> should, should we do that too or where, I don't know where we're well, going I mean, I'm just kind of talking shit now I, we were talking about music. Let's talk about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy yeah. music. music. Yeah. I,
2: I'm. I, I have to say, I'm just curious to hear what your guys' picks are. Just, just out of curiosity. Me, I um. I had trouble trying to decide on what one to pick. I, ha- I had to.
0: to make a list and kind of narrow it down from there myself.
1: I had two. Um, one of them was uh, this artist named Homeboy Sandman, and the song is called "Never Use the Internet Again." And he's just kind of funny with the rap on it, it's about not using the internet and how the internet makes you kind of a shitty person sometimes, and it's a comedic style type of track. But my other choice was gonna be um, one of the songs off of uh, uh, the New Negroes kind of soundtrack, which was uh, a new Comedy Central show that features open Mike eagle and, I forget the other guy's name. But Open Mike Eagle is an underground rapper who comes from Chicago, came up in the um, Project Blowed, the second era of Project Blowed, Los Angeles, which is very much a, a live freestyle based type of approach to rapping high art type of bullshit. Um, poetry type of art, rap type of shit. His first project is called Art Rap, and he's kind of crossed into this public space now with the new Negroes on Comedy Central. It's a huge show, has you know variety of rappers on there, and he's funny. But he's also he went to college with Hannibal Burris, so they're close friends, and Hannibal Burris is rapped on his albums and also Serengeti. So I was going to pick something from that kind of group of people who are are making. I don't think it's comedy so much as it is just like. Whimsical and kind yeah. of like that approach to making rap music. Do
2: you lull when you listen to it?
1: Um, sometimes. Sometimes I will. I will do a lull or yeah.
2: multiples.
1: Yeah, I. I think it's good, but like. But you would wouldn't go it,
2: so far as ruffle.
1: I probably would not ruffle. I haven't. I to be fair, I haven't ruffled in a while. I don't think. I, I yeah. can't remember the last really? thing that made me ruffle. <laughs> yeah. I, usually it's something dumb like yeah. something that is not supposed to be comedy. It yeah. not like. People like falling on their face, but it's usually like, "Oh man, that's a really ironic type of situation that just yeah, happened." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that that, you know, poked him in the eye that way, or you know, something happened.
0: Right, right.
1: I don't know. What what were you guys going to pick?
0: Well, so Skilo.
1: Wish I was a little bit
0: taller. You know that song? <laughs> it's great. It's comedy. a great song. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but now that you mention it, yeah, that's definitely a contender. <laughs> hmm. Um, I I started thinking. One of the first ones that came to mind was Das Effects. They got a song called "Lucy's," okay, which is a song about getting mud butt at in in at, 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 at the worst possible times. Like there's mm. two verses. The first verse, this dude meets a girl at a club, whatever, takes her back to the sewer to do it, as he says, back to his home. Got to take him to the sewer. And and as they're starting to get busy, he starts to get the bubbly guts, mm. and he's there's something about it sprayed all over his DVDs and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the second one is playing street ball, and you know he's running the court, getting 26 points, and someone fouls him hard, and he hits the ground, shits himself. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Yeah. So how and many scenarios are in
2: this song? How many? Just just, just two. those two. Okay,
0: but it's also it's got a dope <laughs> beat that you can bop to. And their dash effects, they got bars. Right. And they got that kind of that, you know, they got that style. So it not only is the rap dope, but the the, the content is right. funny. Yeah. So that was a that was you one. You can't
2: go wrong with poop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Mudbutt can be bro hilarious. Bro. I don't yeah. know. If, I think it's timeless. And then uh, Orin Jones, In the Rain, it's an old 80s like R&B song. Okay. Like, I saw you and him walking, walking in, in the, the rain. rain. Yeah, that's a joke. And I, at the end, he has that little rant at the girl. And um, so the reason I didn't choose that is because I don't think it was intentionally funny. I just think it was funny how he was like, you know, my first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. Whip out the Jimmy and Flat Blast, both of y'all. But sure. I didn't want to mess up this $3,700 mm-hmm. Lynx coat. So instead, I chilled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't uh, yeah. know. If the, <laughs> have you seen the music video? <laughs> yeah.
1: The music video yeah. actually really drives home the point that this is this is comedy. <laughs>
2: We uh, we could do a whole discussion on like unintentionally funny rap lines too. Oh, absolutely! Oh, R and B as well. My one of my uh, uh one that always made me laugh uh, is just a line uh from the MC Hammer uh '90s hit. Have you seen her? Just because <laughs> it's such a du- it's the dumbest rhyme of all time. He says, "Have you seen her in love or out buying doves?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It doesn't poetry. even rhyme. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, love, doves, it gets there. But, but I mean, mean, like...
2: It doesn't... Yeah. It's like he concocted this absurd scenario because he couldn't think of a word to
0: rhyme with love. Hey, yeah. a- a- is he talking about the birds? Is he talking about chocolate? Is he talking about <laughs> yeah. bar soap? soap? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's actually... The, the, I, I didn't think of a lot of funny lines. And like I said earlier... um. I'm bad at remembering lyrics, but I mean, mm. you listen to like an old dirty bastard verse, and oh, there's yeah. Dog going shit? to be something. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be. Uh, that means ho, you've been shitted on. <laughs> I'm not the first that Dog shitted, on, shitted your on your lawn. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, man, this is this <laughs> is great. Shitted on. <laughs> yeah, the way he says it, that means ho, you've been <laughs> shitted on. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, um,
0: rap is great for that. Another one, uh, Afro That's Man. That's intentionally funny, though.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Afro Man. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because he had. Sure. He had a good run with um, cause I got high, crazy rap, and she won't let me fuck. So those are, you have, know.
1: Have you guys? Do you know the comedian Zach Fox? Nah, no. He he's like a I I maybe he's not that big yet, but he he has a song called uh, "I I Got Depression," and it's it it seems like it's not supposed to be. Is that I when mean he's in a booth?
0: Well, he raps, yeah. Um, and and it's yeah, I think I'm might have seen that does he take oh, off his pants hey hey, oh, hey yeah better praise God I'm a shooting that's on God I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior I'm on my job if you ain't a Christian I'm gonna stab you in the face if it ain't about Jesus I'm gonna hit you with this kid I mean
2: Jesus
0: yeah man this video had <laughs> yeah, me yeah, this this man. had me yeah. raffle free Palestine free takeK it's the trap game Abraham Lincoln Four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White She ain't dead Before when she died Because I know it's coming up <laughs> oh, Hey, little bitch How you not gonna fuck on a real nigga Yeah, I'm getting paid Still late on my bills, nigga all bitch at my crib I He's a
1: comedian Yeah Ask yeah. me
0: if these diamonds Now, nah, bitch These some rhinestones Armpit musty Reeboks dusty. My show It's called I Got Depression Yeah Yeah, yeah, so. yeah that, that's a cold cut I, I really he like that way, song He did it
1: with uh, Kenny Beats Who was like, you know Funny gotcha. in his own way But I don't know Comedy yeah. well, There's a lot of Funny rap shit Digital it, underground it, I mean
2: Yeah There's also funny Like
1: hella yeah. other genres too Like uh, True any rock has like A lot of hilarious rac-
2: There's like country, is, country can be funny Yeah yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: What, what song were you gonna pick What songs were you gonna pick
2: My picks were weird My picks were weird But like Uh, One of them is actually The Pogues Okay Uh, And it's not like an overtly comedic song But it is I think it's meant to be funny But it's not like a comedy song If that makes sense It's called Bottle of Smoke Uh, And it's a It's a song that's sung by like From the perspective of a Of a Like a Shitty deadbeat dad Who's finally His horse has finally won at the races And he's so happy about it That he's singing about it This is it, yeah Okay See when see when I mean, when you, you bring out the
1: accordions, like it's time to go.
2: <laughs>
1: Do you listen to, like the Dropkick Murphys and no. no Andrew Jackson Jihad? <laughs> what you don't listen to? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> They're like a uh, folk punk band, right?
2: Yeah, that's the thing I was trying to hit at hitting on earl- hitting at earlier, is that, like, it's not that I like Irish punk. It's that the Pogues are so good at it. Mm. And every other band I've heard that's tried to do the genre, I don't think is good. Ah, uh, okay. Even though, actually, uh, you might not know this, but Alex and I played in a band together. We're okay. We played uh, Irish music on St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Just like, once a year. Uh,
1: what instrument do you play <laughs> i know alex is really talented i play
2: accordion oh oh really <laughs> tight <laughs> um and our band name is the dropkick murphy's ah okay but so you're, i'm you're not, not like actually a fan of head. the dropkick murphy's but it was just too we couldn't pass up yeah, that name you can't, you yeah, can't let that one yeah. slide by yeah.
1: not when your last name's murphy Shout out to Alex too. I think he's doing like some comedy music now, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's doing yeah. the
2: loop looping. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stuff. He's
1: he's really talented. I was sad to see him leave. But yeah. Um, I don't know, guys. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about? I know what kept you guys here pretty pretty long today. Anything else we want to talk about? You kept us about? here
2: mega late. Mega late. Oh. There we go.
1: Let me see. Let me just check my little notes here, see if there's anything else. Um man I was having fun talking about films and
2: shit. Yeah.
1: What, um what, have you guys watched any any new television shows or any new movies recently? I saw watched?
2: Tenet last night. How was it?
1: Um compared to his catalog.
2: Well, I don't know how much you want me to say, but don't spoil it. I haven't I seen it. it. Yeah. I haven't even heard of it. So I mean, oh,
1: really? Yeah. It's Christopher Nolan's new project. Uh-huh. Uh Okay, it's it Denzel Washington's son is the main. Uh, the John main actor David Washington, oh yeah, actor. yeah,
2: is the is the star. Um, okay, okay. I, I had two beers before the movie, which isn't enough to get drunk, but I feel like it was probably not a good idea because it's. I've never felt so lost watching a movie in my entire life. Have you like, seen Primer? <laughs> I haven't seen Primer actually, okay. but. Uh, I feel like. I would have understood a little bit more had I not had those two beers. Mm. But even that said, like basically, I didn't know what was happening from the moment the movie started to the moment the movie ended.
1: I had a friend who was sober mm-hmm. watching, and he had the same experience. Right. So he's he said he felt like it's a film that you have to watch multiple times to kind of unpack. Yeah. To unpack it because it is just dense.
2: I mean, afterwards, I was ta- I went to see it with a buddy, and we were talking about it, and we could sort of. I, I think he understood a little bit more than me he hadn't had any beers Mm. and uh and in discussing it we were able to like figure out a little bit more of it than when we understood while watching it okay um so my opinion is kind of not formed i i felt like my feeling after seeing it was like either i need to see that movie again immediately or i should never watch it for the rest of my life sure
1: yeah It's, it's, I'm surprised you haven't seen any of the, uh, like the trailers for it. Like there's like these reverse time elements, but they're moving forward in time. So it's, it's, it seems like some really interesting sci-fi, which he's done a few films, uh, that kind of like Memento is one of those okay. time of okay. time yeah. yeah, joints. Yeah, yeah. uh, um, Inception, yeah, okay. Inception is, is kind of and a and, uh,
2: one. even Dunkirk, right? Has a weird time element. Yeah,
1: it's like three different stories that are happening in different uh, like amounts of time. Yeah. Like one is a one is a week, one is a day, one is an hour. I yeah. think is the way Dunkirk works. But you know he executes it really well, and and I'm a fan of his his general cinematography. I think cinematography. he might have gone too far with this yeah. one. Yeah,
2: like it could be really great, but. I feel like he's trying so much and he's not doing enough to to put it in our heads. You know what mm. I mean? Like Inception was borderline. Like right. Inception, there are some parts that are hard to follow, but it you can basically follow it and it's very thrilling yeah. and entertaining. Uh, this one, the ideas are so complex and the exposition is coming so fast, and there's so much like. Sci-fi mumbo-jumbo in the dialogue Mm -hmm. that you just can't keep up with it. Sure. Maybe I'm too old, but, you know, like, sometimes when I watch, like, things that are made for younger people, I find I can't follow it visually. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, watching a Transformers movie, it's like, yeah, all I see is debris. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, that looks like it could be Megatron, but all I see is debris.
2: Or even when I watch people like playing uh, video games, video games. Yeah. Newer video games. Okay. I'm like, Ugh. oh, man, but so that could just be my brain. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, a I got of, that new PlayStation five. I'm I just watched so the
0: trailer for Final Fantasy 16. I got mixed feelings. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not a Final I'm Fantasy I'm guy, but okay, yeah. I,
1: I, I, I registered for the PlayStation five. A lot of what's that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could speak into the mic. Yeah, well let's get out of here, man. Like um uh, uh
0: can I defend myself
1: real quick? About what?
0: You said you're surprised that I hadn't heard about the movie. I need to I need to okay, I okay. Need to justify <laughs> my lack of knowledge. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean
1: like uh I I also do that, but you know, this was a Nolan film and I'm just a big fan
0: of his. Right. So I picked well, up on it. Right. Well, I didn't know there was a new Mulan until like a week ago. There's a new Mulan? No, I'm just kidding. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not a defense. That's just yeah.
2: more information. No, no, no. Right, <laughs> you're context. to slip through the. the your a lot of are. stuff
0: gets to me late just because I don't really. I post on social media, but I don't scroll. Okay. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, not by intent, but just by personality. I'm just kind of out of the loop. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that I just don't. I'm not up on until, you know, a totally couple man. months after yeah. the fact.
1: Same. I, I just found out that there was a new Mutants movie that came out, and I'm like a comic book head. Yeah. And it was like it, it was a movie. It wasn't a shitty like television show. Like, right.
2: You know, it was a f- shitty it's a movie. movie. That yeah. has been on the on the shelf for like three years. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, it happens to the best of us. But with with Tenant, like usually when he comes out with a, a movie on like the the beginning of a decade, it's is usually it? pretty good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like what Mementos two thousand Inceptions twenty ten and then twenty twenty is this right? Is that, uh, is that by is that intent? Right? I Design. don't know. It's just a pattern, you know. Uh-huh. It, it, everything is But the dark
2: Knight wasn't uh Right. Right. And that uh, that's that might be my favorite one of his. Yeah. But
1: it's also colored by the fact that I that
2: Ledger performance is the one of the
0: best Man. So yeah. I
2: love the Prestige. That might I, I really is great. love the Prestige. Yeah, Prestige is great too. Mm-hmm. But
1: I, I know you got to get out of here Vinay, so let's go ahead and cut it short. Hopefully I can bring you back again to For talk sure. with some other comedians or yep. other people. I especially would like to just sit down and talk about semiotics with you (laughs) you know what i mean help me refine my thoughts because i've never went to love to hear about maybe not on the podcast but you know we can do it over like a bottle of water or something like that but um yeah mega late show episode number 125 my co-host
0: lex caliber aka alexander hunter find me on instagram sage of stone peep that imdb alexander w hunter twitter is also sage of stone
2: Uh, Vinay Murthy You can find me uh, On uh, YouTube uh, V-I-N-A-Y-M-U-R-T-H-Y No spaces And that's also my Instagram And if you want to see What we do Comedy-wise in Tokyo Look up Stand Up Tokyo On Facebook Or on Instagram And I I should Is there any point In plugging Japanese comedy? Probably not
1: I mean you can (laughs) I mean we've got (laughs) listeners That are all in Tokyo So go for it
2: Uh, Our Japanese comedy group Is called Okomediyaki that's O-K-O-M-E-D-Y-A-K-I. I Okomediyaki. I, I see what you did. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or Okomediaki.com.
1: Boom. All the music on this episode is brought to you by one person. That person is Soul Dope95. Go check him out. Soul dot oh, Soul Period Dope Period 95. All of those places that you would find a person that makes music, he's there. Here we go. This is that mini Ripperton sample, right? Yeah. Yeah. He does it well. Peace.
0: Peace.